So, how's everybody's Tuesday? Anything new happening in Dolphins land? Hmm? You know, casually getting your first round pick stripped. First day of pads practices. That's all. Casual, casual Tuesday here on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. It's two in the afternoon. A lot of twos going around here. Dolphins having two draft selections stripped today from the NFL as a result of the investigation into the Brian Flores allegations That included tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. But here's the deal. I'm obviously not at home. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, I am in the Airbnb that I am staying at in Miami Gardens because I was at practice today, as I will be at practice tomorrow and Friday and Saturday. So here's what we're going to do. I want to keep football focus on football and then discuss the team-building ramifications of this decision from the NFL separately. So this episode of the show is going to be committed to the Miami Dolphins' first day of padded practice today, which included press availability with Mike McDaniel and then seeing the team get out there and impressions without giving away any of the secret sauce and the things uh, that that, um, the Dolphins are looking to make sure the Patriots find out the hard way. Uh, when they play in week one, and that's fine. And then there's going to be another episode dropping today that is dedicated to the Miami Dolphins losing their first round pick in 2023. They still have one courtesy of the San Francisco 49ers and their third round pick in the 2024 NFL draft. So that is going to be a separate conversation that comes out after this one today here on Locked on Dolphins. So a little double dip, two podcasts on a Tuesday, August 2nd. Okay, so... First things first, uh, we had Coach McDaniel, as as is normal standard operating procedure, meet with the media. It was fun to sit in one of those chairs and, and partake in that press conference and uh, hear Coach McDaniel talk about a litany of things, including how he would be disappointed if he was excited to only be getting the pads on now because it would mean what they've done up until this point in their efforts to get ready for the season would probably have been hollow worked his my words not his um so i i really enjoyed hearing him say hey it's another step in the process but i'm not i'd be disappointed if i only counted it actually once the pads came on uh, he talked a lot about uh how his life has changed and and his dynamics have, have changed since becoming a head coach and he talked about the the weight that comes with every interaction uh, including the people that you don't meet with on a consistent basis, who those little microtransactions um, can still have a lot of weight for for other people, even though they're a smaller part of your day as the head coach of the team. And then he talked about Preston Williams. And, and this is a story that um, is going to develop for the Dolphins from here. And I will just say this. I would not be surprised if Preston Williams is not a member of the Miami Dolphins for much longer Uh, based on the energy and the tone of the situation. Preston Williams on Monday posted uh, just one opportunity. And Coach McDaniel was asked about 
situation like that? How do you as a coach handle those situations? And he talked about, you know, you want people to want to have success. And uh, obviously that's something Preston feels for himself, but it's not something that you can allow to change the evaluation of the entirety of the team. That in itself is very interesting uh, because practice came and went, and Preston Williams was one of the players that spoke with the media, and he was asked after practice, did you feel like anything changed? And said, no, not really. Uh, has not officially asked for a trade yet, uh, but is going to be speaking with his agent. I think you do the numbers game, and we can all kind of see the writing that's on the wall here. Preston Williams is going to continue to not get more opportunities with the Dolphins because you have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Eric Ezukama, Trent Sherfield, Lynn Bowden, Cedric Wilson, Muhammad Sanu. That's seven. I mean, it, it, potentially wide receiver eight, right? And it, it's just that, that dynamic is not going to go away. And for Preston Williams to be upset and frustrated by this uh, to the point to feel the need to speak publicly about it and then speak very candidly when he spoke with, with the media after practice, uh, I don't see this having a happy ending in South Florida, which is, is you know, kind of the, the challenge that comes with building a roster. You know, as you get better, there's going to be players who you thought might have a certain role who suddenly that role for them changes based on the availability of other players uh, within that, that position room to do the same thing. Uh, from a football perspective, and looking at the Dolphins' practice. Uh, I, I'm not going to get into formations or anything like that or personnel usage, but what I will say is this. The skill group that is available to the Dolphins this year is exponentially better. And we knew this. Right? You, you, the writing was on the wall when Tyreek Hill came in and you signed Cedric Wilson. But, oh my goodness, you see it in person. And it is uh, very very eye-opening to see the, the actual speed that exists on the field uh, and, and the available talent as pass catchers. And, you know, I thought the Dolphins' offense for day one, well, there were a lot of indie periods in the, the first portion of practice, everybody getting warmed up. And then they had three or four separate team periods uh, with a, a special teams period sandwiched in the middle there. And throughout the course of those team periods, it's, it's a different name. It's Tyreek Hill. It's Jalen Waddle. It's Eric Azucama downfield on a, a long catch vertically down the field where he stacked and, and won the route early and uh, really was impressive. And, and you saw you know, they, they worked some pressure situations in where they uh, had pressure looks. And then you as the offense, you have to kind of look at that picture and understand, hey, if they come, I need to anticipate where I'm going to go with the ball. And the availability of so many different skill players throughout the course of all of those team sessions was one of the really, really fun visual aids that I had a chance to see. Uh, I did think that you know, obviously with, with pads coming on, you're interested to know how the offensive line did. Uh, I admired the work of the offensive line from a protection standpoint today. Obviously it's day one of pads. There were games and pressures, pressure looks, and free runners that came through. But there were also a lot of clean pockets. Uh, there, there was enough time to hit the top of your drop, make a decision, and throw the football. And when it, I will say this, when everything is on schedule, it is extremely beautiful to watch. 
And that was kind of what what we were hoping for. And it wasn't cheap yards either. Like it, it was it was not just slants and quick screens to the perimeter and all that kind of stuff. Like, no. Uh, we're we're doing a lot more with the offense than than just the rink and dink, dink and dunk that the narrative around what this offense has to be would have you believe that it is. One thing that I will also have you believe is that Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the face of the planet. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all their bars. They're absolutely positively delicious. And here's the deal. Right now, you can go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That is Built.com, promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Okay. so. Um, I'd like to shout out a couple of standouts from practice on both sides of the ball. Uh, one of the big standouts for me uh, was Brandon Jones, uh, safety. And the way this guy jumps down into run fits is really, really fun. And I've, I've gained an appreciation for the challenge that that can present safeties based on some conversations that Eric Rowe had in the midst of, of his transition from playing corner and slot. Uh, to playing safety and understanding that picture and where you fit to make sure the run integrity of your defense is where it needs to be. And seeing Brandon Jones on some delayed pressures and also just kind of instinctually dropping down uh, to occupy gaps. In a perfect world, you'd start to see some impact plays in the pass game that would really make him a more complete player. But I'll tell you this, right now, Brandon Jones, through one day of padded practice, looks to have better anticipation than what he did last year as he developed into a very good player. It's an exciting development for the Dolphins to know that uh, a player like Brandon Jones could potentially be tapping into an even higher level of performance that, than what became the standard expectation for him last year. So I wanted to shout out Brandon Jones as a positive performer. Uh, I mentioned Eric Hezukanma. Um, he's, he's a fun player. Uh, I I don't know how big of an impact he will have in the passing game, given the names that are in front of him, the, the Mike Gusecki's and the Tyree kills and the Jalen Waddles and the Cedric Wilson's in the backside of the backfield. But, uh, this dude can play. Uh, The dolphins look to have, have secured themselves, uh, of, a dynamic to this wide receiver room that I think brings a little different feel to it. You know, he played in a spread system and, and I appreciate it. He had ch- talked with the media after practice. One of the things he talked about was the challenges of, of transitioning and, and now being in the weeds. And he talked about, you know, he, he, they get the install every day and he, he diagrams the plays on a daily basis. And he talked about transitioning from Texas tech and, um, you know, that being a signal-based offense where you're getting your play calls from the sidelines with signals and now being a huddle-based offense and, and the challenges that that is, has provided in his transition. And Mike McDaniel even talked during the presser early on. He was asked about Ezukama, and he talked about, you know, the, the rookie jump that you have to make is, is not talked about enough. And Eric Ezukama has done a really nice job of not continuing to make the same mistakes again and again and again. It's, you know, Mike McDaniel used the reference when you first get here, guy and wide receivers line up off the ball, they're lining up four yards off the ball. And why is that important? Well, because for the timing of your routes, if you're supposed to make a break at 11 yards and you're off the ball, 
but you're four yards off the ball. Now you got to run 15 yards instead of 12 yards to get to the top of your route. And now the timing of the route is not proper. And there's like a whole snowball effect that goes with timing and distances. And, and you got to get to a certain yard mark. And like, as an example, when you run verticals and you're going to throw to the seams, you want to get the ball up and down in 18 to 22 yards, right around 20 yards. And if you are starting four yards deeper, now you as a player have to run 22 yards to even get into the open throwing window. You better be a hell of a burner to get there in time. So, and then I asked Eric, you know, what's something that you did at Texas Tech that suddenly has you, well, you, you see the parallel with what Miami's going to ask you to do and how has that prepped you for that role that you'll play in this offense? And he talked about how at Texas Tech, they had a lot of alignments and they, they had a lot of um, usages as far as routes from, from different alignments, whether you're split out wide or in the slot and moving around. And he said that dynamic of the Texas Tech offense has adequately prepped him in his mind uh, for that dynamic of what the Dolphins are going to ask of their wide receivers to do. So I thought that was a great answer. Uh, and I do agree with Coach McDaniel that transitions for rookie players in the NFL is a hell of a hard gig because you play a season and then you immediately transition into, we got to train for the combine. And then I got to train for my pro day. And then I get drafted. And then I go to rookie minicamp. And then I go to OTAs. And then I get like five weeks off. And then I'm back for training camp. And I go all season long. It's a, it's a marathon for these young kids uh, to, to have to go through. And a lot of it is not football specific stuff. So for Eric, you know, to hear that, that he's, he's absorbing the challenges and the changes that come with playing at the NFL level uh, is, is great. Um, but he had a ball down the, the near sideline right in front of the fans that he wanted stacked vertically. And he showcased some pretty crafty hand fighting and the ability to do so. And you know, created separation at the top of the route. It was a ball thrown by Tua Tagovailoa, and it was right in the bread basket. A nice vertical throw, and that brings me to Tua. And here's what I'll say about Tua after watching him today at practice: If the pocket's clean, I have very little concern about the Dolphins' ability to challenge all three levels of the field. Watching Tua Tagovailoa throw, if this is the kind of arm that Tua Tagovailoa is going to illustrate from a clean pocket and from a platform, and Coach McDaniel talked about the bomb to Tyreek that happened over the weekend. He said, what I liked most about that from two is that it was decisive and it was in rhythm and it was in the timing of the offense as it is coached and as it is designated. He, he mentioned it was a one hitch throw. So for Tua, you take a picture of the defense, you get the snap, you're looking at the safety rotation, you're making sure you're not hot and there's no unexpected pressure. And you get the confirmation of what you think you're seeing. You get to the top of your drop, you hitch, aka step up, and you throw. And it was in timing, and it was a perfect throw. And the more that the Dolphins can facilitate those kinds of situations and reps, th there's very little concern that I have that Miami is going to play within a 10-yard box like they did the last couple of years because they, they had to. Now, how do you facilitate those? You play a more balanced offense. You run the football effectively and you keep the opposing defenses off balance a little bit more. And I certainly think that this coaching staff has the ability to do that. Now, the execution of that is a different story. 
but I'll shout out the entire offense for this. I think there were, I think I had them down for two procedural issues across 14 periods today. One of them was a false start when they were down in the high red zone. And the other one was immediately coming out of the false start that they had to call a timeout. And it was the last session. So for a team, first day in pads, a lot of team periods, 11 on 11, to come out and have as procedurally a clean of a practice as they did. That's unique. Uh, that's good attention to detail. And I'm not going to say it's always going to be like that, but I think that's a promising, promising development that you have so much going on. You have so many new layers to your offense and everybody can think clearly enough to avoid easily avoidable mistakes. That's good. Uh, defensively, Christian Wilkins is him. <laughs> uh, when they first got rolling on practice, uh, they absolutely felt Christian Wilkins, and whether it was getting knocked back, uh, stalemating offensive lineman at the line of scrimmage, he was a handful. And it was exciting to see Christian, based off the jump that he had last year, now show up and, and start with a bang with the pads on. thought he looked great. Um, Jalen Phillips, physically just watching him in the indie periods, uh, was really impressive with the explosiveness and fluidity that he had. And as, as that light bulb continues to come on, I'm watching Melvin Ingram as a part of that group. Um, I thought Jalen physically looked like one of the most physically gifted players on the field. And that shouldn't be a surprise if you're familiar with Jalen Phillips and his story. I think the last observation that I have was kind of this consistent theme that we are getting from the Dolphins players uh, that this year for a lot, this offseason for a lot of players was dropping some weight and getting more dynamic. And McDaniel was asked about that at the top in the presser. And he was asked like, Hey, was this like a, a mandate for a bunch of players? And he, was, and he said, no, not really, but it, it's trying to find the balance of having your most explosive version of yourself and the most effective version of yourself. Raekwon Davis looks slimmed down. Um, Austin Jackson looks slimmed down. Preston Williams, in the midst of his post-practice presser, said he he lost like 15 pounds. He was up to 230 last year. 230, wide receiver. Why? I don't know. But a bunch of these players have now come in, and they look lean. And, and obviously, we heard that from Tua Tagovailoa this offseason as well, courtesy of Nick Hicks, is one of his, his trainers. Uh, the point of emphasis this year was to be lean, mean, and he added weight last year because the coaching staff told him to, and he didn't carry particularly well. And it impacted his quick twitch ability. Not a problem this year. A uh, pretty consistent theme for a lot of players. We've cut down. We've gotten a little lighter, which makes sense. Uh, you think about the ideology of what the, the previous regime was, and uh, there was a lot of focus on being big and physical and tough, but that came at the expense of what? It came at the expense of range and mobility and explosiveness. And then you turn yourself into an RPO run heavy or RPO pass heavy offense with a bunch of heavy offensive linemen, but you're trying to run spread. And you're watching an offensive linemen, you try and run screen game and they can't get out the landmarks on the second level or outside the hashes because they're big because they were told to be big. <laughs> or now you, you have Coach McDaniel and, and a wide zone system is what we're expecting to see a lot of. And, and you certainly saw the speed to the outside. 
but it was a very different feel where it was not north. It was 45 degrees. And we heard Chase Edmonds talk about that the other week about uh, the evolution of inside zone versus outside and wide zone and, and, and how that changes your perspective as a back. So uh, I thought it was great perspective. I thought today was a good practice. It was an efficient practice. You got a good chance at some, some players uh, who look to be making jumps. Obviously we've seen the the flashes from Javon Holland. We've seen the flashes from Jalen Waddle. Um, is, this is part one of a four part experience for me to be down here at camp and observe all of this. But it was a it was a great way to get things started with pads. Uh, if you guys are down, I know I've heard from a couple of you guys. Uh, the news that came out midway through practice kind of derailed any opportunity that I had to, to rub elbows with anybody uh, because it definitely set us off kilter and off schedule with uh, what our original plans were. But uh, definitely continue to reach out. And if you're at practice, you know I'll, I'll be keeping an eye out. I'm going to be sitting up in the the press availability on the left hand side of the bleachers. Uh, down closest to uh, Baptist Health Training Complex and, and furthest away from uh, Hard Rock Stadium. So uh, plan accordingly. And, and I hope to see some of you guys who are down here. And I look forward to continuing giving all of my big picture and little picture thoughts and reactions to your Miami Dolphins. Kyle Krabs, fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. We have another podcast coming today. And then, of course, we have uh, the rest of the week down here in Miami Gardens for Miami Dolphins training camp. Thanks for checking out Locked on Dolphins and make it a great rest of your day.